the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Welcome back. I am Molly Smith, your host. I want to remind you all that our program is available for download. You can do so by going to our website from themedian.org. Listeners, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Again, remember that you can download all of our programs from our website, but you can also get all our websites on your own podcast app, whichever podcast app that may be. Right now, joining me is a brand new guest, and I'm so thrilled to have her on here. I have been actually, I am meeting her for the first time as I talk to you all and have her here join us. Gigi Davis is a phenomenal person. She's been helping Cleveland Right to Life to get our social media systems and particularly Facebook posts, etc., up to speed. It's one of the things that Cleveland Right to Life knows that we have not had a good handle on, but, you know, we found Gigi. And Gigi has really been helping us unbelievably to set all this stuff in place. So, without further ado, Gigi is a speaker, a content creator, a social media influencer. She has her own podcast. She does all kinds of incredible things. So, we're thrilled to have her join us. Gigi, thank you so much for coming on the program with us. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to be on today. Yeah, you know, you are affectionately known as shame-free Gigi. So yeah. that is, that's amazing. <laughs> that's an amazing thing. The turning point in your life began when you were introduced to a post-abortive recovery group. Um, yes. and, and the interesting thing is where that happened, you were actually standing in front of an abortion clinic. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about, firstly, number one, before we get there, I want you to tell us about your, what you've created as a result of using your incredible God-given gifts to build up a business that helps Mm -hmm. people like us get out, get our word out there. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I created this business and it's called Show Up for Life. And the reason why is because I found out that there are a lot of pro-life organizations and ministries and grassroots, um, communities that are doing amazing work all over the world, but especially here in our United States. And they're doing amazing work, but no one knows about them. Uh And the reason why is because they are so busy doing this amazing work. They are, you know, helping moms, uh, saving babies from abortion, you know, ministering to dads, helping the families recover after abortion. And because they're, you know, hands and feet, boots on the ground, um, doing the work, they just feel like social media is just another task and another mundane thing to keep up with. Mm-hmm. And it's overwhelming. And so let's put all of our efforts and continue doing the work 
And, you know, if we get around to social media, we will, um, without realizing that actually social media is a mission field, I like to call it, mm-hmm. that many people will respond to. They're constantly looking at their phones. And so if they see the work, they will refer people to the organizations that are, you know, um, doing this amazing work. And then also they will, um, be influenced by the um, content that's being put out and have a change of heart. Mm-hmm. And I saw that in my own experience with um, one, not knowing about um, pro-life ministry or the pro-life movement at all um, while being on social media. I didn't see anything come across my timeline until I was introduced um, to the post-abortion Bible study. Um, and then, and I was introduced to that through way of wristbands. I found some wristbands at this prayer house I used to go to, um, by Bound for Life organization. They're the one that do the silent siege where they go in front of abortion clinics and pray. And, um, so if it wasn't for me finding their wristbands in a bowl at this prayer house, I would have never found out about pro-life. So it wasn't through social media, but, um, God had it that way that, you know, he used those wristbands. But, and so I tell people all the time that, Hey, especially organizations that, Hey, you know, what you're doing is amazing and people want to know about it. And not just people that want to serve or get involved, but people that are hurting and that could make a abortion decision tomorrow. Your social media platform, your posts, your content could make them change their mind and help them change their mind. So, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. You know, and it's interesting that you, that you say that you... As you were talking and telling us that story that, that, you know, mm-hmm. recounting how you got there, I, mm-hmm. it crossed my mind. If there had been a social media platform for our work, um, yes. you would have got to know about us a way before you did and perhaps saved you some of your, you know, your, your grief yes. and your suffering. And I mean, that's, yes. that's almost criminal on our side. We should be doing this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've, I've, I've and and so I'm doing that with my own platform. Um, I didn't know it would turn into an entire ministry or a nonprofit organization. It's called Shame Free Incorporated. I just share my testimony of going through the Bible study a year after going through it. Share my testimony on YouTube. Just made one video. I used to make travel videos because I, I wanted to be a YouTuber <laughs> about traveling. And I just decided to share my testimony. And that video went viral much further than any of my other videos and after a little while girls started reaching out to me and saying hey i had an abortion too how can i be you know how can i be free like you how do how are you able to talk about it how were how did you you know find this bible study how i don't even know what to do you know i don't know how to tell my family i had abortions and then shortly after that I started having girls reach out to me saying, I'm pregnant. What was it like, you know, with the abortion? Is it worth it? Will will I be okay after it? And so quickly I started becoming a, almost a PRC, a pregnancy resource center. Yeah, absolutely. On, through social media, all through di- uh, direct messages. And so um, I started using my platform to point girls that were considering abortion, that were abortion minded um, to local pregnancy resource centers in their area 
I would call the resource center ahead and say, hey, I have a girl. She's wanted an abortion. Um, I found your zip code on carenet.org um, and she needs help. You know, she's she's nervous to call, but I'm calling for her. Would you, you know, take her in and and help her? And they were like, of course. And I would go and look for them on social media and they didn't have a page or they weren't posting. And so I kept seeing that over and over and over and realizing that there is a huge opportunity for um, for organizations to do the same. And a lot of times. It would help if more organizations shared their testimonies. That's what draws people in. Yes, we can sell them our services. We can sell them what we're doing, what we're fighting for. But testimonies, sharing how people are, have got, have overcome and have, you know, sure. not gotten an abortion sure. could really help. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Give, give, give out the name of your, of your blog again and, and, and your site. Yes. So um, my organization nonprofit is called Shame Free Incorporated. And then my platforms are all shamefreegg.com. Um, and then all of my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and TikTok, YouTube, the whole nine is all Shame Free Gigi. And the reason why I go by that is because one, I want people to wonder what does that mean? And it's, it's a way to pull them in. So that was strategic. Yeah. Um, and also I go by Gigi because people, you know, sometimes have a hard time saying my name. So I just made it easy for us. <laughs> yeah. You and I just talked about that before Janisha, you came on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Janisha. Yeah. Absolutely. Janisha. Yep, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, so, Gigi, tell us a little bit about your story. Um, yes. You know, I hear this from so so often. I've been in the movement for a long, long time, and I'm so I'm I. You know, you probably you know my dear friend Linda Linda Katani very well. I, I know Linda's been the one that's been pushing at me to get yeah. this going, and Kate Macra, <laughs> and you know Janine Jones, and all of those people that have been working in the background to try and make this all happen. Um, yes. And and but I was one of those ones who said, well, I don't think we need this. No, you know, let's not do that. <laughs> I was I was the, the the doubting Thomas amongst them all, and I particularly yes. Linda never gave up, kept pushing, kept pushing, <laughs> and then you know Kate started on me and said, "Come on, Molly, we got to get this done." And and they and then they mentioned that they'd found you and that you yourself had a very powerful um, mm-hmm. witness to show how important it is. Give give us the little bit, I mean, as much as you feel comfortable with it, what is your story about around the abortion issue? Yes. So in 2008, well, let's just start here. I grew up in the church. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I My parents were both ministers in the church. They started in church very young as young adults themselves. Um, came out of a lifestyle of clubbing and drinking and drugs. And my mom had already had a, a teen. Um, she was a teen mom herself. And, um, and so I had an older sister that was 10 years older than me, but we were all, you know, um, at that point going to church. So I was raised in the church. I knew about faith. I knew God. I knew what was right from wrong. Um, however, when my sister was 15, I remember in church um, seeing her get pregnant. She got pregnant at 15. And I remember seeing her being treated awfully inside the church. And I remember one day there was a service called and they made 
all of the young girls who were all pregnant at the same time. It had to be about five or six of them. They were all pregnant at the same time, all teen moms. And they were asked to come up to the front of the church and stand in front of the people and confess their sins in front of everybody. Now, of course, with pregnancy, you can see. It does, you don't have to say anything. You can see a belly. You can see, you know, um, a, a child growing in the womb at, you know, a certain stage, right? And so I remember it sitting in the back row and I'm five at that time because we're 10 years apart, probably not fully understanding what was happening. But to this day, even telling this story right now, because I relive it every time I tell it, I can see the girls all standing at the front of the church and they are sobbing. They are looking just heartbroken and sad, not because, not only because of what they had done and how bad they felt for being pregnant as a teen mom, but because they had to stand in front of a church and confess and then allow the church was allowed to stand up and share how they felt about their decision. And when I saw that, and I'm getting chills saying it again, when I saw that, in my mind, again, not knowing fully what was going on, I made a vow to myself that that would never happen to me. Wow. So wow. I become a teenager at this point. And of course, I get interested in boys like many young girls do. And my sister had had her baby. She had my nephew. She did not abort. Wow. And, you know, that was very hard growing up and walking in her shadow and being told, do not end up like your sister, do not end up like your sister and being told, yes. And being told, you know, whatever you do, don't get pregnant um, before marriage. And so I knew that in my head. So when I got interested in boys, um, I made sure to do everything without getting caught. Well, Never knew about abortion, never heard about abortion in my family, never talked about it, never heard about abortion in my church either. Never knew about Sanctity of Life Sunday, never heard mm. pro-life, pro-choice, nothing. And so you would wonder, okay, well, how did she ever think to look up abortion? To be honest, I have no idea to this day. I have no idea. Wow. Um, I still ask the Lord now, like, how, how did I how did you find research it? Yeah. this? Yeah. 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 So I um, got promiscuous. I uh, was sneaky. I, 17 years old, I find out I'm pregnant and I'm getting ready for college. I was the first to go to college in my immediate family. Um, and so that was very big mm-hmm. on my um family is that she's made it. She didn't have any children and, you know, she is going off to college, doing well in school, honor student, um, graduating in all white, like the whole nine. And so I had that big weight on my shoulders to succeed, but also um, to not become a teen mom. And so I find out I'm pregnant while packing for college. Oh my goodness. 17 years old in the summertime. Yes. Find out I'm pregnant. And the first thing that comes to mind is I cannot disappoint my mom, my parents and my church Mm -hmm. because they will fall apart. The church might fall apart. And at this point, my dad, 
um, wasn't a pastor yet, but he was becoming, he was in the process of becoming a pastor. And so I was like, there's no way I can let this, everything crumble because of me, because of this baby. At the time, the father, my boyfriend did not want the abortion. He was okay with what I decided, but his family was begging me, please let us just take the baby. We'll take the baby. Don't abort, please. And I was like, you guys don't understand my life, my family, my church. They will be upset. Yeah. (sighs) And the shame. Oh, gosh. And the shame. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That is so. so, Yeah. what, What a burden to, I mean. God bless you that you've called your 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 whole you know your your, your ministry shame free. Oh, like, what a yes. what a blessing! That's from God. I really do believe yes. that you've been able to do that by get through mm-hmm. this and look at it and understand the pain that you've gone through, and yet say, "No, I'm not. I'm going to try and stop other girls from doing this." So, yeah. oh, God bless you. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that was 2008. I had my first abortion. And it was Planned Parenthood. And I remember calling them and asking them, you know, what the process was and how much it costs. And when they told me the cost, I didn't have that amount of money. And they told me, okay, well, we have a fund. Hmm. Catch that. We have a fund and we'll help you pay for it. Just bring whatever you have. And I did just that. And they made sure that I was able to um, get the abortion done. Told me it would be a quick fix and, you know, you and know, life goes on and on life yep, goes, and life goes yeah, on exactly. and they were, you know, they were happy um, on their end. Yeah. Not, you know, Absolutely, I, I didn't know yeah. what I was getting myself into. It was a success for them. For them. <laughs> right. It was a success. And I also deceived myself. And I like to say this in thinking that I wasn't doing anything major because I was early on in the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I was about 11, 12 weeks. Now, knowing what I know now and after going through that Bible study, I realized, oh, no, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. That baby is growing at every week. That baby is growing. And so I thought that, OK, because I made it before the second semester that I wasn't really hurting anything. I wasn't hurting anybody. Um, the trauma from that left me. Oh, it left devastated, me yeah. so broken. Yeah, devastated. devastated. I, this is what I hear from just about oh, every book. You know, it doesn't matter when it happens, but it happens. Every, every, yes. I had I had a seventy year old woman call me one Christmas, and she was mm-hmm. still devastated from her abortion. You know, thirty, forty years ago. I mean, it was just yes. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Now, from that point, I tried to go back to you know living my life. I went to college. I, I, I started, you know, I stayed promiscuous in college even more and trying to medicate the pain. I was just trying to do more, get good grades, go to church more, um, tried to medicate with stuffing the pain. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up having a miscarriage in college, got pregnant again, had a miscarriage. Um, and then I had more abortions, and so I became a repeat offender, yeah. a repeat abortion, you know, yeah, client absolutely. and kept going back and going back because, again, I had not dealt with the people pleasing and the absolutely. fear of my church, you know, outcasting me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Long story short, I um, ended up telling my parents because I couldn't hold it anymore when I was um uh, 23 at the third abortion 
And um, I told them that, you know, I wasn't who they thought I was and that I needed to confess to them what I had been doing. And they embraced me. They loved oh, me. Oh, my goodness. They hugged me yeah. and they said, we'll help you get counseling. But they were such in shock. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. So yeah. they didn't get me counseling. <laughs> oh, dear. But God, and, but God said, yeah. here I am. You know, yep. be still. Here I am. Listen to my He's, voice. Oh, and that's exactly yes. what you did. Oh, my goodness. Yes. What an amazing, an amazing story. Yes. You have now, after having done all of this and, and gone yep. through this incredible pain um, and then found redemption. I mean, it, this is your yes. story. You found redemption. And I'm sure, you know, even as you're telling the story, it still hurts. It obviously still hurts yeah. incredibly. So mm-hmm. I just, I, I, firstly, number one, let me just say thank you so much for sharing this with me and with our listeners. Mm-hmm. This will change lives. I know it will. Yes. Abortion does not fix any problems. It no, creates a multitude of more, more problems. And that's what, you know, this is what your story certainly tells us this. It shows us how it didn't fix the problem. It made it worse. You know, as a result, mm-hmm. you lost, you know, you have three children that were aborted and one that died from a miscarriage. So you look yes. at all that and you say, Oh my goodness gracious me. Mm-hmm. I am. I am so grateful to you for 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 how you've turned your 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 pain and suffering and your redemption into something so positive. I'd like to end off on talking about the the process that you've gone through now with regards to helping organizations like ours get up and running and being able to do what we need to do to get this word out. Um, you have helped us. I, I, I can't tell you how much. I mean, I'm just hearing, I'm looking forward to meeting you at some point and just, you know, getting to see, getting to know you better. But you are helping us right now to put together our, our media sort of uh profile and and you you're you're making videos for us and you're you know you're you're deciding you you're putting up some very very important posts for us in in our last 2 minutes what do you say to to pro lifers everywhere who've got organizations what do you say to them that they is the most important thing they do when it comes to social media i would say the most important thing is view social change your perspective of social media to a mission field. It is a mission field. Think about missionaries when they're called to go to a specific country. You don't know who you're going to reach, but you know you have an assignment to reach the people with the gospel, with the good news, right? Every organization has the good news. We have the solution. We have the cure. We want people's lives to change, but they won't change if we don't give them the cure, if we don't give them a solution. Social media is just a vehicle to get the message out there, to get more life, help more lives change. And so change your perspective of it as a daunting task of social media as a, you know, just a, a, a whirlwind of drama and controversy and think about the solution you have and the people that need to be reached. They are there every single day. They will show up if they know, like, and trust you. And so when you post, post consistently and don't stop. Don't quit when the numbers don't add up. Because if you keep posting, someone will reconsider abortion or how they make decisions or how they vote. Um, they will begin to 
looks at you as their resource for information. And so I just want every organization to know that they are actually the champion. They have the upper hand, but they will feel, they will not, you know, know the power they have until they get the message out there. Social media is a major mission field. You know, as you're talking here, you've got your first convert, Molly Smith, on From the Median Radio Program. <laughs> you, I, do, I went right off social media about four years ago, and I've never been back again. But I, I keep hearing from my little team that you, um, you have no idea what's happening. It's, this is wonderful. I, you know, we, we need to get um, some, some impact of social media on our From the Median program as well, because we don't post oh, yes. anything here. I mean, we, we have the most amazing interviews just like the one we've just had with you and we never put it out anywhere so you know this is amazing I'm I'm just I'm so grateful to you Gigi for for your courage for your strength and for your ability to to open yourself up to redemption so God bless you lots oh keep it up and we will be in touch because you're now helping us to do what we need to do so God bless you thank you so much for joining us thank you okay God bless Thank you all for joining me this evening. As I say good night and God bless each and every one of you, I'd like to close with the words of the Holocaust survivor Elie Wiesel. There may be times when we are powerless to prevent injustice, but there must never be a time when we fail to protest. From the Median is listener supported. Visit our website, fromthemedian.org, for further information or to make a donation to continue to make this radio program possible. Email us, radionews at fromthemedian.org or call 440-668-4049. Through our fromthemedian.org website, you can download this or previous programs for your listening pleasure or sign up to receive our weekly preview of upcoming guest interviews. Tune in every weeknight at the same time to listen to another great interview on From the Median as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. This program has been sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.